Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to Your Daily Drive, and I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Your Daily Drive is the podcast where we put our article content that's on our website in audio format so that you can listen or read or both. We hope that you benefit from our article resources, and we hope that you are sharing our articles, our podcast with as many people as you can find. I read some encouraging notes today on Facebook about how our resources are being shared, and I'm so thankful for you who are doing that, and please continue to do it. This is this is how we reach the world. One person cannot do it. It takes an army. It takes a church. It takes a body. It takes a group of people to send our resources globally, as they have been doing for many years now. And I'm so grateful that you're kind enough not only to read our articles, but also share them. Thank you so much. I want to talk about fatherhood in today's podcast. The title of the podcast and the article on the website is How to Stop the Fallout of Fatherlessness. How to Stop the Fallout of Fatherlessness. There's good news for us who are believers. If you have been regenerated by the power of God, if he has imposed himself into your life and the transformation has begun, then leading your family. I'm talking to fathers here specifically. I'm doing this podcast on Father's Day Eve 2018. That's why I'm doing the podcast, and so I'm talking specifically to fathers. But I hope children will listen. I hope wives will listen. I hope good friends will listen because we're not in silos. We are to help each other. A wife should be the primary discipler of her husband, and if the husband and wife have children, Hopefully, the husband and wife are leading the children, so as they become older, the children become excellent disciples of the parents. We, we want our children to do that. None of us should think that we have arrived because none of us have arrived, and we need each other. And what better group of people to enlist in the discipleship process than those within your family the people who know you better than anyone else on this planet. And so this podcast is is for fathers, is to fathers, but I, I want you all to listen because you can benefit. It, you might not be a father, and so there might not, might not be some application points that you can make, but we are to care for other people. We are to count other people more significant than ourselves. And if you are doing that, then you're asking God to give you the wisdom, to give you the door, the opportunity to be able to care uh, for your spouse, for your dad, for your friend. Now, granted, many of us dads can be stubborn and resistant to help. That's why I say you want to pray. Ask God to give you that door, to give you that opportunity. Now, maybe your husband is open arms, and you have the freedom to be able to speak into his life. Maybe your dad is that way, and he encourages you to speak into his life. If that's happening, great. But if it's not, well, let me appeal to you. Go to your heavenly Father and ask specifically that he would give you the 
those doors of opportunity. As I was saying a while ago, leading your family, us men, dads, it should not be a mystery because God has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. We find it in the sufficiency of God's Word. For most Christians, the issue is not a lack of knowledge, but an unwillingness or inability or whatever we want to call it to apply the information that we already know. It is rare for me to counsel a a believer, specifically a believer, and that believer not know what they should be doing. Maybe I put it in other words. Maybe God uses the counsel that I provide to bring clarity and cause it said a different way. But most of the time people will say to me, you haven't told me anything that I didn't already know. I'm not insulted by that. It doesn't bother me at all, except I do wonder sometimes. If I haven't told you anything new, then how come you aren't applying those things? And that's why leading a family should not be a mystery. And so I want to talk about that today in this podcast, the title, How to Stop the Fallout of Fatherlessness. But before I get to that, I I want to share with you this about our ministry. Did you know that Every year, we reach hundreds of thousands of lives globally. This year, we'll reach over one million individuals with the practical gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise God. We help these people by providing tools and ongoing training for effective living through the written resources, this article, audio broadcast, this podcast, equipping videos, and interactive forums. The Lord is impacting lives through this ministry. Here's my appeal to you. Will you partner with us to help continue this fantastic gospel adventure? You can do this by donating to our ministry. We are a 501c3 for those of you who donate within the United States. You can also become a supporting member of our community by going to our website for as little as $5 each month. You can provide practical tools for hurting souls. If you are a local church, I have another appeal for you. Would you, as a church, support our missional endeavors around the world? This is a missionary ministry. We are missional in our outreach. We are global. We are cyber missionaries as we we get to help virtually an unlimited number of people because of the redemptive use of technology. But whatever you can give to help our ministry, it will change many lives. Thank you. How to Stop the fallout of fatherlessness. During one of our youth meetings, I was discussing with two dads about how we lead our families. We were talking about specific issues with our sons and daughters and the necessity of leading them well. Now, in God's kind and timely providence, I happened to be reading the John Ensor book titled, Matters of the Heart. If you haven't read this book, I would encourage you to read it. It's it's a small book. It's well done, and it has a lot of wonderful insight. And I want to share with you a an extended quote, more than I normally share, but again, it's so good. I, I'd rather for John to speak to you than me. And when I read across this wonderful and applicable quote, uh, to our discussion, as as it was tied to discussion that I was having with these two dads, it was a sober remind, reminder of my responsibilities before God and to my children. Here's what I read. Again, it's John Ensor, 
E-N-S-O-R is the name of uh, or John Ensor's last name and the title of the book, Matters of the Heart. He said this, As children approach their teen years, the father becomes the key factor in the moral decisions the teen will make. If the father is home and involved, young daughters will more than likely relish his attention and tender affirmation and feel no need to get it elsewhere. If such things are absent, daughters are at a higher risk to look for them in another man and to feel a deep need to be in a relationship with a boy, any boy. Young boys without fathers or with absent fathers are at higher risk to look for their manhood on the streets, where manhood is proven by way of sex, drugs, crime, and dropping out of school. The man who hits the sofa, the dad who hits the sofa and delegates family matters to his wife will immediately sow bitterness in his wife and trouble in his children. The father who is harsh and detached, who is grumpy all the time and easily angered, will raise angry and rebellious children. John Ensor continues by saying, Brothers, some warnings in Scripture are gender-specific because sin affects manhood in ways that differ from womanhood. As breadwinners, we are particularly susceptible to come home tired and frustrated and want to withdraw into the mindless cocoon of boob-tubeism or some hobby that makes no demands upon us. But, but we are warned, quote, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. That's Colossians 3.21. Ensor finishes by saying, Deny children your attention and you will frustrate them. Deny them your wisdom and insight as they start exploring the world around them and you frustrate them. Ignore them or cut them off for bothering you and you frustrate them. That's pages 157 and 158 from John Ensor's book, Doing Things Right in the Matters of the Heart. Now, as I began to reflect more deeply upon this extended Ensor quote, it became apparent to me how I don't necessarily need a church or even a friend to teach me how to lead my children well, at least not in the way that Ensor is teaching. Of course, I need a church, and of course, I need a friend. I need many friends, but God in his manifold kindness to me has proven and has provided spirit-illuminated instincts that guide me in his truth. The Holy Spirit illuminates our minds and he walks us in truth. While I don't want to negate or even marginalize the importance of a sound, healthy, and grace-filled community around me, the truth is that I know what I need to do to lead my family well. In the context of this podcast, I'm talking about the knowledge that we already have, and not just the knowledge that we have as believers, but the Holy Comforter who comes alongside us, who leads us in truth. In James 4.17, James said, So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. Peter said in 2 Peter 1, 3, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness 
through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Think about what James is saying. If you know the right thing and you don't do it, it's sin. Peter is saying he's granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Let's bring in Brother Paul, Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Let me take these three verses and and just give you a short list of things that I already know to do. And I imagine that every man, every uh, father that's listening to this podcast is going to say, well, yeah, I intuitively know this as well. You should be able to intuit these things if you are a believer. Five things. Number one, be kind to my family. I know I need to do that. Number two, serve my family. Number three, confess my sins to my family. Number four, encourage my family. Number five, model the life of Christ before my family. It is when I refuse to do these things that our family dynamic becomes complicated. This opportunity is one of the many beauties of the gospel. The Lord did not make it hard. He didn't make the gospel hard, as he said in Numbers uh, Numbers 21 about the serpent in the wilderness, look and live. Well, it's similar to Christ as we read in John chapter 3. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Look and live. God makes the gospel easy for us, hard for him, easy for us. We have to believe. And walking out righteousness is easy, too, in that sense. Now, no doubt the evil one makes it hard, but the Lord does not. He gives grace to the humble. How about you? Will you talk to your family today about the things that I've shared with you in this podcast? Maybe a template for your discussion could look something like the following, quote, Dear family, Dad, would you say this? Dear family, as your dad, how am I doing at being kind, serving, confessing my sins, encouraging, and modeling the life of Christ to you? Will you have that conversation soon? By doing so, you will position yourself for an opportunity to celebrate the grace of God in your family as well as another privilege to appropriate His grace as you submit to Him in the change process. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.